everyone, I'm Eric. Welcome back to another episode of the SDR Game Podcast. My guest today is Theo Garnier, Senior SDR at Payfit. Uh, Theo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Eric. So, Theo, for those who are listening, is ranked top uh, one or two of SDR for more than a year and is also the first speaker of the top perf show conference at Payfit and uh, is averaging between 200. And 20, for 220% and 230% uh, of the target. So for those who don't know, uh, PayFit is uh, automate your payroll and HR processes, allowing you to focus on more high-value tasks. The main buyer personas that uh, Theo is going after, uh, you have uh, founders, CEOs, CFOs, HR leaders, and uh, also Theo. Uh, what are the main pain points uh, that PayFit solves? All right, so the main pain points that Payfit solves are mainly manual tasks uh, that, that you can have in uh, your payroll. Uh, like today's, uh, a lot of companies are collecting your variables like uh, your holidays, uh, when you're not in the company, etc. And in uh, one Excel file, they send it to, the, to their content. Their content is processing the payroll, then sending back to you all of your information, then you, sh you send the information to all of your employees, etc., etc. So you have a lot of manual tasks in this process, and Payfit can automate, automate all of those tasks. And what are the size of the companies you are going after? Mostly it's uh, 10, to 10 to 80 employees, but you have a, we also have a VSB, like what we call a VSB uh, team. Who What's are VSB? Uh, very small businesses, so it's one to ten employees, uh, and we also have a mid-market team, which is more than eighty. But the the most part of the the big part of the business is ten to twenty employees, ten to eighty employees. Twenty employees, okay. And I imagine because you are selling to those different personnel, I imagine you can go after every industry, or do you have like a specific focus for um, for you? Good question because um, Payfit coded uh, a lot of uh, collective agreements uh, in France. So we only address uh, the collective agreements that we coded in the, our platform. So m mostly a, a lot of companies, a lot of industries, but not everyone. Can you give like your top three industries? Of course. Like it's mostly it is uh, tech industries with the collective agreement of Syntech. We are Santec experts. Um, we also have retailers. We also have uh, shippers. Um, um, all kinds of companies except uh, building companies. And you mentioned, I, I, I forgot to mention, Payfit is, yeah, is a French company. Do you focus only on the French market or do you have like also accounts outside of France? I only focus on the French market, but yeah, we also have team in the UK and in Spain. When we are preparing this episode, uh, we are talking about what you think um, make you successful as an SDR at Payfit. And one thing you mentioned it was the product uh, that uh, helps you to, to, to be achieving yeah, more than 200% of um, achievement. What do you think um, the product of Payfit may help you with prospecting uh, and achieving more than 200%? Yeah, that, that, that is a good question because I think you have to, uh, as, as a sales, as an SDR, you have to be really convinced that your product is solving and is helping companies with their issues, with their, 
uh, they'll have problems. Uh, I'm convinced that PayFit can help com companies in their day life. Um, why is that? Is because we have like maybe two key features in PayFit that are uh, very powerful. It is real time. Um, like when in France, uh, we have the most complex payroll system in the world. Uh, you have a lot of uh, things that can impact your payroll, like holidays, uh, expense, extra, extra. Um, and companies are very like old school uh, for this kind of process. And PayFit is the only platform in the world that can automate this kind of process because they create uh, a code technology um, that can allow us to uh, to code uh, the work, uh, the collective agreements first, and we have we we have this technology that PayFit creates uh, that no one can do uh, except us. How do you approach that actually? And and I know we're going to talk a lot of, about call calls today uh, because you you told me also that your main focus is is call calls. So how do you translate that in, into your outreach? I just forgot one thing that uh, in, in, in the key features, uh, we are uh, an all-in-one platform. Today, you have like a lot of HR AI solution, uh, HR, HR platform when you can uh, say well, when you're away, uh, when you're on holiday, etc., etc. Uh, and those kind of platforms are not related to the payroll solution. Uh, you have to send this, those information from the HR AI platform to your accountant, etc. Uh, and PayFit is the only one platform that is an all-in-one platform uh, where uh, the HR is linked in real time to the payroll. Um, so, so to go back to you to your question, uh, I think that uh, for me the key uh, in prospecting in cold call extra uh, is to be mm, relevant and reliable, like to be trustworthy uh, for your prospect to understand what you're saying and to really listen to you. Uh, like if you do cold call and even if you have the best product, what is important is not not only what you sell but how you will sell it. And if you have uh, and if you are relevant and reliable, your prospect is in the mood to listen to you. And if he listens to you and, and if you are convinced that your product is the good one for this company, uh, they will listen to you and they will understand your value proposition. Now let's talk more yeah, about cold calling. So how do you? How do you structure a cold call? Do you do some research before cold calling your prospects, or what's your process around this? My key, my personal key, is to be uh, relevant uh, and reliable, like to be legitimate. I don't know if, if, if we can say that in English, but uh, to be uh, trustworthy and inspire trust for your prospect. So I have to make research to be uh, to be trustworthy to talk with this prospect. I have to. What I do is um, I look for the company. Uh, if it is a tech company. Uh, I was in uh, engineering school and a commercial school in finance, etc. I, I used to study those those kind of uh, topics. Um, I I say a lot to uh, the prospect that I call, uh, especially CEOs or CFOs that are uh, the people who takes the decision, who makes the decision. Uh, I talk to them and I said first, uh, I'm calling you because I know your company. When I was a student. Uh, I was interested in your company to do internship, extra, extra. Now I work for this company, and I'm, um, and I really want to know how you, how you're addressing this kind of topics like payroll and HR. Uh, and I'm just curious to to figure out how how you work for this, how you 
how you address those kind of topics and to let you know that PayFit, uh, what added value we can bring to you. Let's just go back on, on the trigger. So here you mentioned, for example, you are looking for the, uh, you said that you wanted to, to, to work for them uh, as an internship, for example. So what, what are the triggers you are looking for, for example, when you are calling a CEO? Maybe in a, in a second time, uh, but, but in the first time, I only um, look for information of general information for, of the company. Uh, like if it is based in my hometown, like Marseille, Uh, in France, I would say that I'm from Marseille. I know your company. Uh, I heard of it. Uh, if it is a Parisian company, I would say, oh yeah, when I was a student, uh, I was uh, looking for an internship. Your company, I was interested in your company, etc. And in a second time, uh, depending on what was the outcome of the first call, uh, I will uh, look for other information, like if they are hiring, etc., etc. Uh, because it is important for uh, for us to know because it is HR. If they, are, if they are hiring people, it is part of the HR process. Payfit can help us in the HR process. So yeah, I will try to, 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 f to find this trigger and to uh, understand this trigger, to ask questions about um, what are they looking for, what kind of profile are they looking for, etc., etc. Um, then to create a link with these people to have like small talk with these people, of course, um, to be uh, trustworthy, to be reliable, and so that the person can understand and fully understand what I will say uh, about the PayFit product and how the PayFit product can help us achieve not only payroll, but also uh, HR processes like we are talking right now, like hiring, et cetera, et cetera. Just to, to make sure I understand, so when, for example, you know they are hiring, so what questions do you like to ask um, to them? How many hirings will uh, um, do you plan uh, in the coming years? Um, what are the um, um, what are the kind of profile you're looking for? May maybe I can know some person, etc. Um, and after um, I will ask more de detailed question, like process question, or uh, like how will how will it how it will impact. Uh, your cost, your uh, salary cost, etc., etc., and how do you plan all this? Uh, because PayFit can help us do that. So I, I would try to bring them on my field uh, with this kind of very general question. Uh, I would try to, uh, to, yeah, to play, uh, to play. I would try them to make me to bring, to make them play on to make them play on my field uh, because I know that PayFit can help us on this topic. Well, I'm understanding here it's you try to find like um to to have them talk about the cost they have so then you can introduce payfit uh, where payfit could be a solution to help them if the cost is super high for example yes uh, not not only if the cost is super high but they can help us plan they can help us to plan their recruitment their hirings uh, to see uh, what impacts will this recruitment have on all of its payroll Uh, and all of this, and all of this, and on all of the company, um, it it is uh, not only a payroll solution, uh, but also a planification solution to see how how this recruitment will impact uh, the cost of the company, and you can uh, like uh, make some simulations on payfit, etc., etc., and after that, it is all linked with the payroll because payroll it what what 
what the salary will have at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And uh, we can we can just link all of this together with one thing, one trigger, like you said. Uh, you can address all of the HR topics. For you, you mentioned that, for example, you can have like a planification inside PayFit. Do you use that in your outreach, or is it more um, the account executive managing, using that uh, to sell to to this prospect? It it really depends on the prospect. Uh, a lot of times you don't you have prospects who are not interested in payroll because payroll is they don't care about payroll they their content does uh, the payroll the salary the all of the employees get paid at the end of the month and it's okay um, most most of the time this this is the this is how it works uh, so you have to find triggers uh, sometimes it is recruitment sometimes sometimes it is uh, expense sometimes it's um, It really depends. These are like uh, career review, etc., etc. All of the HR uh, processes. Um, not, not only this, uh, this uh, not only the recruitment one, the hiring one, uh, but you have to find a bridge uh, to 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 be to be um, to be trustworthy, so they can uh, listen to you when you're talking about payroll. Because payroll is not a fancy, uh, a fancy topics, of course. I imagine. So you have to you have to make it fancy, by by talking about other stuff that are linked to payroll. Can you give an example on how you, for example, they are not interested to payroll, so you switch to talk about expenses. So how do you approach that? Like if if the prospect is not interested about payroll, he doesn't want to talk about payroll. I will uh, ask him what is he uh, what. Uh, What are those pro what are the processes that he has uh, in intern on all of the HR topics like uh, how how does the uh, the employees uh, do when they want to take a day off for ex for example uh, he will explain me how does he do uh, when he wants to uh, to submit an expense etc etc he will give me all of the insights that I need. Uh, to to bring him uh, the added value of payfit. Okay. Um, and expense is one of the added value of payfit. And what do you think are the m common challenges uh, that you face selling to to those buyer personas, and how do you address this uh, overcome uh, those objections? It, it it is funny to link, uh, not funny, but quite right to link uh, challenges with objections. Uh, and not only because objections represent uh, the challenge as itself, uh, but um, sometimes what is hard about the objection is to find a real objection. Uh, so if, if you have the real objection, it's easy. You, have, you just uh, clear the objection, you isolate the objection, you solve the objection, and you validate that you have solved the objection. Uh, but the... the The real challenge is, is to find a real objection. Um, you have a lot. You have many kinds of objection today. Like you have the, uh, it can be a pretext objection, it can be a, a mute objection, it can be a real objection. Uh, and you have first to uh, identify uh, in which category of objections this is. This objection is. Uh, if it is a pretext. Uh, you'll know it, like uh, when your prospect is telling you, "I don't have time." I it is not true. Like if you, if if you, uh, if you, uh, if you have 
uh, something very important for your prospect, he will take the time. So it is a pretext. You have just wha wha what you have to do is to transform this objection into a real objection uh, by asking uh, open question, etc. Um, and when when you found when you find the uh, the real objection, you we all know uh, the process. Like I said, to cl to clarify the objection, to isolate, to treat, and to validate. But what is very hard is really to find the real the real objection. You said um, I don't have time. So how do you address that? Uh, wha what question do you ask? Um. Uh, I think it is uh, maybe the most popular one. Uh, I don't have time. So okay, what are your main topics? What is your roadmap? What are your key subjects? What are your important matters today? Uh, if it is, uh, if the buyer persona is the is the right one, uh, he will talk to you about for 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 benefit. He will talk to or she will talk to you uh, about HR. Now, if he talks to you or if she talks to you about HR, he he will give you insights, and then you just have to let him talk to just uh, answer his question or just say to him, all right, all right. So you talk about uh, you talk about uh, career review, etc., etc. Your what are your process uh, for career reviews? How do you how do you manage this? And then it's just a conversation between between two people because you are interested of what your prospect uh, is doing, what are his key subject, his key his key matters, and then you have uh, you are you are you are relevant to uh, to bring him added value of your product. What I like like here what you are doing it's you are really focused on learning about them instead of trying to just overcome the objection about say I don't have time no no it's just going to uh, I just need two minutes no you try to really focus on them and learn something about them so yeah yeah I, I like a lot that so let, let's talk about another objection for for example so what do you say if they say they already use a competitor for example that also imagine uh, for Payfield it's a common objection you you will have on the phone. In Payfield, it's quite different. No, no it's it's not different. Um, uh, like our competitors are HR platform, HR HRIS platform. Yep. Uh, I will not cite them, of course. Um, <laughs> of course, there there are a lot of HRIS platform uh, who are just uh, here to uh, to uh, manage uh, the the holidays of the employees the expense of the employees, the annual career review of the employees, etc. Et uh, in France, this kind of platform is, is here to manage uh, what will impact the payroll. It is a platform that manages what will impact the payroll. You have this platform and then you have your content. Uh, you have to uh, uh, extract what is, what is in your HRIS platform. You have to send it to your content, your content sending back to this platform. And it is uh, like a, I don't know how to say it, but like a threesome, you know? Uh, and uh, how do we uh, like counter this objection? It is Payfit is not, uh, is more reliable than having two uh, solutions for one thing, it is the final thing is the payroll. Payfit is in all in one platform. When you have something that is put in that is put in your HRIS platform, it impacts in real time your payroll. So ca can we give a specific example? Because here it was just 
an overview on overcoming the competitor objection. So let's say I'm the prospect here and I say, hey, uh, I already use your competitor. So how do you, what, what do you do here? I think that the first one is not uh, putting added value uh, too, uh, too soon, too fast. Uh, the key is to understand why they choose the competitor, why, spe uh, why Payfit was not in the benchmark at the time. And if you uh, understand all, all of that, you, are, you have all of the insights to bring the prospect to your field. Uh, and if you're, if you're really convinced that your product is the good one, uh, just wait for the good moment to, uh, to bring uh, added value of your product but just ask him uh, why this competitor, what is the competitor doing for him, uh, what are the key functionalities that he's using in this uh, solution. And if he brings you all of the insight and if, you're, uh, if you trust your product, uh, just ask him, okay, why uh, this solution uh, if you can have a solution that does this. Mm -hmm. This is your product, of course. And then you, you, you will make him think. Um, and that's what I call for me because it is what I use, like the Inception method. Of, I don't know if you, if you saw the, uh, the, the, the movie Inception, but uh, if, you mut if you multiply your buyer persona in the, in the company, you, you can implement the idea of changement, the idea of a new uh, solution that is better um and by multiplying by multiplying personas by multiplying touch points uh at the end when you call them like maybe a month or two later uh and you are going to propose to them uh a demonstration of your solution they will say why not because you are, you you understood all of their process you know that your product is better and if you go like this uh, like uh, an entonnoir, I don't know how to say it in English. Yeah, a funnel. Uh, so you're you're functioning like this. Uh, that is not good. That is good. That is not good. Uh, if you have uh, all of the good points of your solution and all of the bad points of your solution that are solved, why why don't you see our product? And then it's easy to just bring them to a demonstration. After the closing part is different, but just create an opportunity uh, is easy if you're if you're doing this. I really like what you said about inception here because I think prospecting it's like inception is uh, planting the ideas, the seed uh, inside their head, and what you want to do is start making them think about their current situation and how they can do how they could do that uh, better. And I think prospecting, it's all about this. It's uh, you are not just here, you know, to arrive and say, hey, just book a meeting. No, it's you are here to um, give them a new idea to doing things. Uh, here, we were talking about the computer, but I think uh, in general, if, the, if they don't use a computer, you want to give them a new way of doing things and prospecting is showing them the, this new way. And um, I remember also when we were preparing the episode, you mentioned that obviously sometimes it's not the right timing because outbound is always about timing. Uh, so in here, it's pretty much the same. So if you are calling at the right time, obviously it's great, but sometimes you will call 
three months or six months before they are buying the solution. So, and I think, yeah, prospecting is all about inception. It's giving them uh, an idea on doing things in a new way. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. So now let's talk more about uh, cold calling, but specifically, uh, how do you manage your time uh, with cold calling? Um, do you have block on your calendar or do you have like a, a, a routine uh, that you are currently doing every day? So what's your process? Yeah, I, I do have a routine and I think that organization and to be organized is one of the key of, of my success here. Uh, like, for, for, for instance, when I'm not um, performing very good uh, in one week, for instance, uh, it is mostly about uh, my organization that is not good. Um, and so I have to just uh, go, back to the to go back to the basics uh, and my basic organization is very easy. When I, I, I like to come early in the office, uh, about about eight thirty, uh, before all of my colleagues arrive, uh, to to make my to make my sourcing to find companies that I can call today or in the coming days. Uh, I do that in our CRM in our CRM because we have a we have a lot of companies in our CRM. But I also do a lot of LinkedIn's, a lot of Twitter's, a lot of press article, of course, press news, startup news, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And how long are you? Uh, how long are you doing this? Uh, are you doing this every day or specific days of the week? Kind of every day. Uh, of course, it can change one day to another. But my bicycle organization is every day in the morning. I do this. Uh, it is like between 30 and 45 minutes. Uh, it is the time when I. It is the time. Uh, when I'm quite alone in the office with myself, listening to music and just uh, making my sourcing. After that, I just uh, prioritize my task of the day. Uh, what calls do I want to do first to make me in the good mood for the other calls? Because if you start the day with a bad call, oh, it can be hard. It can be hard. So you have to, wh what I like to do is prioritize my call. Uh, I do the easy one first to make me in a good mood for the other one that are sometimes tougher. Um, so I prioritize my tasks. What do you, when you say easy ones, what, like the follow-ups or what do you mean? Yeah, it's, it's sometimes um, prospect that, I, that I've already called in the past days um, and I, that, that I have to call back because I have a lot of insights. I know that, I, that if I call them, I, will, I can uh, bring them added value and and they will understand uh, my value proposition. So it would be easier to, f to, to book a demo. Uh, so I, uh, I do all of this call at first, um, and then uh, I do all of the other calls, but sometimes I don't know what will be the, the outcome. Uh, sometimes it is very hard call and I know it before. So those kind of calls, that the hard ones, uh, I know that those calls are going to be hard, so I just like to take them very, very uh, peaceful. Uh, just m my goal is to uh, like to to have fun in this call because I know it will be hard. Uh, if it is if it is hard and and I'm and that I'm not happy with my call, etc., uh, it will impact all of the other calls. Uh, so I just want them to uh, to take them uh, in a cool way, um, and so. It is important after that to uh, to know your pipe, and so uh, between uh, after after lunch, 
I do all of my pipe management. Uh, I had tasks, uh, I had tags on my calls, tags on my account. Uh, then prioritize uh, all of the accounts uh, in my in my pipe view to see uh, what are the hot ones, what are the cold ones. Uh, I do that after lunch. Then in the afternoon, I do the same thing. If I have to call back prospect on the morning, uh, the easy one I will uh, call back them uh, at first, and then do all of the other calls uh, uh, after that. Of course, there is a, a little part of admin uh, at the end of the day, and a little uh, part of, of sourcing at the end of the day too. I really like what you said so earlier about the prioritizing the, the easy, easiest call to make because you really want to be in, in a good mood because if you book a meeting uh, on the first call or on the, the first 10 calls, you are pretty excited about this. So, uh, And if you compare to doing the hard call at the beginning, it's maybe not, like you mentioned, you are not in a good mood to, to do the rest. So I really like your, your approach here uh, on doing this. Yes, and uh, I, I take that from... Uh, I, I don't take that from a book, but uh, this, uh, I, I, I read a book uh, like maybe five years or six years ago, uh, a very famous one, The Alchemist of uh, Paolo Coelho. Uh, and in this book, uh, it is said that uh, if you have luck with you, you have to work for your luck to have luck again. And so if you're in a good mood, you have good calls, just call again because you're in a good mood and it creates a good circle, good good vibes, so it works. I like that. I didn't know about this book, so that's a really good one. So Yeah, very good book. I'll put that in the description. Other question about the, the you mentioned you, that you are tagging your course and your accounts, so can you give specific examples on the tags you are adding to your accounts? Yeah, of course. Um, but when when I do my so my sourcing and that, that, then I add cons to my to my pipe, uh, I will add the task like uh, uh, for the for the buyer's persona. Uh, if I want to do a call session, only CEOs or only uh, CFOs, I have tags on my account to call only CEOs or only CFOs, depending on my mood. Sometimes I just want to do that, except uh, especially uh, at the end of the day. Uh, because they are more available. The C-level are more available, so uh, I like to do that uh, at the end of the day. Um, and of course, after after a call, that a sweet call maybe, uh, I will add uh, the, ta the tag sweet, uh, just to know that uh, if I want to, uh, to do a sweet call session, uh, I can just go on my tags and do all of the uh, sweet uh, tags for my conversation. It, it is it is a um, an easier way to prioritize uh, your task, and just to uh, to uh, not to be surprised when a call is coming to your next sequence. You mentioned uh, hard conversation, hard calls. So, how can you share a success story of how? your persistence and focus um, with a call call I lead to booking a meeting? It's not only booking a meeting, it is a, a signed deal, uh, a, a deal that uh, that is closed and this uh, this company is now uh, a pay its client. Um, I will not cite the company, of course. 
but it is um, a company that that I sold maybe uh, eight or nine months ago, and the deal closed uh, a month ago. Um, so I I was calling uh, the CFO and co-founder of this company uh, many times. Um, he knew uh, he, he he knew Payfit. He know that we are a good solution. But he has he he was working he was uh, making his payroll with a competitor that is cheaper than us let's say um, very cheaper uh, by the way and uh, he was happy with this functionment because payroll is not a real subject he doesn't care about payroll etc extra but he know Payfit he has friends that is that are using Payfit extra and um, I, I I really think that the price uh, objection is a pretext one i'm convinced because if you if you are if you have the the most the uh, the most amazing product that can uh, allow you uh, a client company to do uh, stuff that they can't imagine they can do uh, that will pay the price so uh, i was just calling this prospect he, he say me no, he, he he tells me no like maybe six or seven times uh, in a row, like in maybe one month, uh, I just quit, like for for a month, uh, sending in an email uh, every two weeks. Um, then I call him uh, at the end of uh, a quarter in Payfit. Uh, I was lying to him uh, at this call because I I said to him, uh, just come. Yeah, you'll see. We have new prices. Uh, we can have offer, etc., etc. That is not true at all. But I just want wanted him to see the product and the evolution of the product because I was convinced that th his solution, the, the solution that he was using, was not very good. And I have insight from other company that this solution is not very good. Um, and, and, I, and I just wanted him to see the product. So he was okay because I told I told him that we have offers and the price was his first and his one objection. Uh, so I said to him, if the price is good, we work together, right? And he said to me, All right, let's see. So he came, I created the opportunity, he came to the demo. Uh, the demo was, was great. He really loved the product. Um, and he told to us, it is effectively, uh, the price is too too high. So the objection was real. Um, but I was sure that he will he will sign one day. Um, so I was just continue calling him, just to uh, to take news like uh, in a friendly way. Uh, Hi Leo, uh, how you doing? Uh, how uh, I don't know like how is your hiring process evolving? Uh, did did you raise funds, etc. etc. But how just to uh, just to talk with him and just not not in a sales way. Uh, I just uh, put off my my sales cap and just be like a consultant to uh, and I was um, I was uh, how to say that uh, I was interested in, the, in this in his company in his project and, hi and in his roadmap uh, so he told me like uh, yeah we raised funds we are hiring like 10 to 15 people uh, and then uh, when he told me that uh, I knew that I have new uh, triggers 
to create a new opportunity because uh, PayFit, there, there is no uh, overfacturation at PayFit. The price is the price, and with the content, you have a lot of fluctuations uh, when you hiring someone, when you fire someone, etc., etc. And he's going to have a lot of hirings. So I, ho uh, I uh, so I told I told him, all right. So how do you manage to uh, to see your to see the the impact of this hiring on on your company, etc., etc.? He told me he was doing that by Excel, or he uh, called his accountant to see, etc., etc. And I said to him, do, do you want to have do you want to uh, do you want to uh, to manage this thing and to have a product that can allow you to uh, to uh, make simulation in real time of uh, your hiring, etc., extra without a facturation for that. He said, he said to me, yes, it is interesting, uh, but it's not a good time. He knew the product, etc., extra, and I said to him, okay, no problem, extra. And five weeks, five weeks ago, he called me on my personal. Uh, phone uh, at uh, 6 p.m. and he said, "Hello, Theo. I want to go. Uh, I want to implement PayFit in my company. How can we manage this?" So I, I, I was sure that our, our product uh, have added value for him at his company. It was not a, a good time, but just by um, making calls from time to another, uh, just ask him how is he do how he's doing how the company is doing, how the hiring process is evolving, etc., etc. We just create a relation, uh, and it was not, uh, it was persistent, but in a, in a friendly way. So one day, he just called me and said to me, I want you to implement PayFit. And it takes, it takes from uh, June 2022 to uh, March 2023. I think it's go back to what you said earlier about inception. Uh, of course. It was you... Uh, being here, uh, just talking about PayFit, but respect and also you respect his time, uh, respect that maybe he had some objections, but then he he make he made the decision and he called you back to 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 move to PayFit. So yeah, and just sometimes you you're you're not only in a sales, you can be a consultant for yeah. a company, and to have this uh, consultant cap, if we can say that. Uh, is very interesting because you're not uh, making the company uh, buy your product, but you're making the company understand why uh, your product will help them. You're not selling your product. You're trying to explain to them uh, why your product will help them. And if, if it helps them, uh, but the price is not good, fair enough. But they will see the product, they will know the added value, then we understand the, propo the value proposition. What advice would you give to a new SDR looking to replicate your success um, with cold calling? And what advice should they ignore? We have uh, we had this kind of advice when I arrived at PayFit. Um, but one advice that I didn't have, and an advice that for me is very important, you have to you have to be confident that the solution you're selling is solving problem. Um, because if you're if you're a sales and you're not convinced that your product is a good one, it won't work for you. So you have to choose your company uh, by affinity, of course, and by affinity of the product. If you're, if you're sure that the product uh, fits a market and is very and is relevant for other companies, that that is the first uh, maybe the first advice that I would say. Um, 
the only one, the the second one, and I think it's an important one, and, and maybe it, it is a uh, it summarized all what all that we said uh, today. Uh, it is not only what you're selling, but how you're selling it. Uh, it is Simon Sinek that uh, explained it in a TEDx conference uh, with the Golden Circle. Uh, I encourage everyone to see this this TEDx conference. Uh, what is important is not the what, but it's the it's the uh, why. Why you're selling this product and how you're selling this product is more important than the what. Uh, if the company understands why your product is here, and if you're selling it in a good way, uh, not just selling a product to sell a product, but to sell a product to uh, to fit a market, to uh, solve a problem for this company, uh, that they maybe they're not aware of this problem. Uh, your role is to make this company aware of this problem and then and then sell your product. But not sell your product uh, first, just know this company, know their process, know why uh, they have this process, uh, and then you will be able to sell your product in, a, in an effective way. Uh, th the third one uh, is that the inception method uh, is very powerful. And if someone tells you that uh, don't call him back. Don't uh, send email. You can let this account uh, on the side. It's not important. Sometimes, a lot of times, it's, it's not true. If you're convinced that your product is solving a problem for them, uh, the inception method is very powerful. Multiply your buyer personas. Multiply your prospect in one company. Uh, they will create a project in intern, and they will come back to you. What's your favorite tool that you use every day? I, I choose Twitter for for my favorite tool. Uh, yeah, because Twitter is a very powerful tool for prospecting and for having insight of uh, some persons. And a lot of bio personas in my field are are on Twitter, the CFO, the founders, etc., because they are doing their their research on Twitter, uh, on Twitter uh, for the market, etc. Uh, and you have a lot of insights for uh, a prospect of a prospect in Twitter, and it's easier to call a prospect if he tweets about uh, a common subject that you have or something that is off work, uh, because you can just uh, put off your cap sales and have and be uh, and be trustworthy to talk to him after that of your product and of his company. Uh, and it's it's very powerful to to use Twitter to to start a call. And what's your favorite resource to grow as an SDR? You mentioned the book earlier, the Dear Chemist. So do you have anything else? This book is not about sales, but uh, I think we can learn a lot of books, uh, and I recommend to to a lot of to everyone to read uh, the Alchemist of Paolo Coelho. But I I also like uh, one newsletter. Uh, it is the Mojo newsletter, the French newsletter, but you have an international one, an American one, uh, that is Gong. It is a blog uh, where you have a lot of uh, great information of prospecting, uh, cold calling, uh, cold emails, etc. And of course, uh, one of my favorite resources is all of the players here in Payfit, at Payfit, all of the other uh, sales in Payfit that you have that I have a lot to to learn from them. Well, Theo, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. 
but before we the end the episode, do you have something else you want to add uh, and that you want to share with the audience? Be confident uh, that your product is uh, is the good one. Don't choose a company uh, for a company because you've been told that the product is great. You have to just uh, make your own um, think, if we can say that, of the product. And it's very important to uh, to be confident on the product you're selling. Well, Theo, thank you so much for, for being on the show. It was nice to see you. And for everybody listening, uh, thank you for listening to this episode. And I see you on the next one. Thank you.